just like you might not understand why somebody else is doing what they're doing, maybe it's not for you. The content is not for you. The journey is not for you. It, even this podcast, I have so many people who dislike me and who dislike this podcast, but the people who resonate and who change their lives and who transform, it's worth it. And if it wasn't, we wouldn't be here. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Paul Mary, And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, number 1,241, What to Do When You're Feeling Stuck. Today, for episode number 1,242, a simple reframe to help with judgment. So again, one of the pieces of advice people often give when it comes to judgment is, hey, just don't care about it. Don't care what people think. It's not that big of a deal. I don't necessarily think that is realistic for most of us, so we wanted to do a different spin on judgment today. I was watching a show, Alan. One of my favorite shows is New Girl. I don't know if you ever heard of New Girl, mm-hmm. but there's uh, many funny actors and actresses in that in that show. And we're later in these seasons where Megan Fox is actually on the show and she is dating one of the main characters and he is a novelist. He might be, he's very aloof as a character. He's just like all over the place. He's very funny, but he's not the most hyper-conscious human in the world. But he's a really, really, really good writer. And there's like five other people in the loft where they live and they all love this book. They're like, this is the best book ever written. And his girlfriend is afraid to read the book because she doesn't know if she's going to like it. And he is afraid for her to read the book because he doesn't know if she's going to like it. And I was thinking about how interesting that is because it could be the same thing where like Taryn might listen to an episode and Taryn could come back and say, hey, I didn't really like that episode. I didn't like the topic you chose or I didn't like the story you used or whatever it may be. And this is my thought. I will be far more hurt if the episode was for her than if the episode isn't for her. So all I mean by that is, in that TV show example, yeah, he is afraid of judgment. One of the big reasons he is afraid of her judging his book is because he cares about her so much. But what if he didn't write the book for her? What if she's not the end user in mind? So another story, and I said I was going to say this, When we started this podcast, to this day, actually, not even when we started this podcast, my grandmother, Mima, shout out to Mima, I don't think she listens anymore because there's just so much stuff, but she was the person who would listen to every episode, she reshares everything I post, I am very appreciative of that, but also on the other end, if she ever reached out, and she did at times, she said, like, I don't understand why you're talking about some of the stuff you're talking about, I appreciate you, Mima, but it's not for you. You shouldn't understand. It's not for you. I'm not the the content is not created for you. You're not our our demographic. What that has allowed me to do is it kind of allows me a more I won't say easy, maybe a more realistic way to navigate judgment. Last story on this. 
I forgot about this one. I remember before it was, this was right after I got my sleeve. So if you've never seen me, I have a, a tattoo sleeve on my left arm that goes from my chest all the way down to basically my hand. And I went over and saw a family friend and she, she saw it for the first time. And she said, I can't believe you put that on your body and wrecked your body. And she, she didn't, wasn't being negative, but like she was just very taken back by the fact that I had such a large tattoo. And I think a lot of people would have felt judged, but in my mind, it's like, it's not for you. Like, of course you wouldn't understand. You're an older, you're older, you know, from an older generation, which thinks, I can't get a job if I get a tattoo like this, which thinks if I have a, a demon on my arm, which I do, like I'm some sort of, you know, biker or something like that. Nothing against <laughs> you if you're a biker. But that was my thought in my head is it's not for you. You're not supposed to get it. You're not supposed to like it. It's not necessarily for you. I understand why you would judge that. So I thought it would be an interesting episode because I think that's one of the things, it's almost like, yeah, you know, it's so hard because my family doesn't really understand what I'm doing it's like well should they I don't know should they understand what you're doing I mean maybe it's not for them just like you might not understand why somebody else is doing what they're doing maybe it's not for you the content is not for you the journey is not for you the outcome is not for you the approach is not for you the lifestyle is not for you that has helped me tremendously when it comes to judgment because and this is where it gets hard if if you reached out to me and said, hey, I've listened to 500 episodes and you're the worst and now I hate you, like that would hurt me because this is for you. But if it's not for you, it doesn't hurt as bad. That's my my theory in this episode. It's very logical. I appreciate that. I'm a logical person, you know, I think. I'd say that's, that's a fair assessment. <laughs> I think that a lot of times with judgment though, it's not logical, you know, and, and that doesn't mean it shouldn't be. So couple things one is and this is a good example of this i think so one of the team members told me oh my god by the way Uh titanic's going back to theaters Mm. in 3d and i was like immediately i googled it boom 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 when february 9th i think it's which is thursday i believe yeah this thursday and it's staying in theaters i don't know how long but i'll have to keep an eye closely on your calendar to see what shifts on the ninth (laughs) the ninth uh dude x plus Cinema Deluxe, all the snacks. I love snacks. It's going to be the best. So here's my point about Titanic, other than the fact that it's going back to theaters, by the way. Great so movie. some people hate that movie, which is interesting because it's such an incredible movie. And so I think the point that I'm trying to make with that is that no matter what you do, there's going to be some people that don't like it based on their belief system. So, for example, you start a podcast that's, uh, I don't know, about your passion, and your passion is art. And the people who don't like art are not going to like your podcast. And they might think that's a dumb idea to start an art podcast. And so I think that from a completely rational perspective, it makes sense why not everyone resonates with what you're doing. I don't think it's possible to have 100% of the population resonate with what you're doing. Although I do think that virtue is virtue and that most people will, at least on the soul level, be drawn to virtue. That's a whole other conversation. But 
the problem, Kev, is it's not logical. It's, you know, people, and here's the other thing that sucks. I used to say this all the time. I don't care what people think. And I think that that was true to some extent, but certainly not the way I was saying it. And by the way, no one doesn't care what anyone thinks because even just from a biological perspective, if you want better jobs or better resources or you do have to care what your boss thinks or whatever, just to survive in this world, you have to care what other people think, at least to some extent, right? But then I used to say, okay, I don't care what people think. What I do care is what people I care about think. Here's the problem. The people I cared about thought a lot of what I was doing or not doing was dumb or or not what they believed I should do, particularly the entrepreneurial journey and that kind of thing. And I'll give you a small example. I'm sitting around a campfire and one of our mutual friends, actually, Kev, Matt, was there and I had just started lifting. Uh, so I got jumped at the Providence Place Mall. I've told that story before, but basically I ran away. My best friend at the time got beaten up and had this person had a knife or or any sort of weapon, we would have been badly injured or killed genuinely it was it was pretty bad honestly uh so i ran away thinking he was gonna run too because i thought this person thought i was in a gang or whatever but ended up being a, a schizophrenic who didn't take his medication but after that i started lifting because i decided i want to get stronger i want to get fit and if if that ever happens again i'm going to be strong enough to do something about it to defend myself and so i started lifting and i, and I gained 60 pounds in six months um, a lot of it was fat, but a good amount of it was muscle too. <laughs> and, uh, I was at uh, a fire with some of my old friends and Matt was there. And one of my friends that I grew up with said, basically was making fun of me saying like, your arms are too big. And Matt was like, what? You <laughs> think his arms are too big? There's no such thing. Right. And Matt's a, a really jacked guy. But the point that I'm trying to make here is that no matter what you do, everyone's going to have an opinion about it everyone even if it's even if it's unconscious they have an opinion about it they have a judgment about it and this is the thing that i i think is really dangerous about this whole idea of don't judge other people i think don't judge people based on only biases or or first appearance like don't judge a book by its cover it's like no of course not don't judge the entire book by the cover but whether or not you buy the book is probably based a little bit on the cover and i think that that's a realistic accurate depiction of what human beings do but you have to make a judgment call and so here's my point and i've tried to work on this a lot in my 30s i want to try to see things in vice and virtue and it's never all a one or a zero it's not like that's a good person or that's a bad person it's never like that instead it's what part of the spectrum are they in and how close to center aka virtue are they in this context, with this goal. And and that's kind of the new way that I like to think. And so if you're out there listening to this, no matter where you find yourself on the spectrum, by definition, there's going to be a bunch of people who judge it and who are not at that same part of the spectrum. You know, so let's say I said I'm, I'm a multimillionaire and, and I'm technically not, uh, although in some ways I guess I am considering NLU's growth rate. But that some people are going to think that's awesome. Hell yeah. Congratulations. Other people are going to be, Oh, must be nice. And like think that I'm greedy or something. So no matter what you do in this life, the only way you avoid judgment is to basically not do anything, not become anything, 
stay small, stay unseen, stay unheard. And that's no life. That's being stuck. And we talked about that in the last episode. So um, it's a good reframe. And I appreciate the logic and rationality. I think that for people, I know some people that are crippled by judgment. And I definitely have been there. I think it's it's one of the most challenging parts of the human condition is that the people you love most actually are the ones who are the most disagreeable. It's it's really difficult. And you've been fortunate enough not to have a ton of that, Kev, because of yep. two things. One, um, I think you grew up in a home of low judgment overall. Yep. Uh, and then number two, people were scared that you were going to fight them. Well, that's probably part of it. I don't know why. <laughs> I was really nice. I was a really nice kid. I don't know why people thought that. But <laughs> I do remember. Tattoo. I'm kidding. Well, if long before the tattoo, I was getting or the tattoos. I was getting a lot of that. I don't know. I trained martial arts. I guess that's it. Even though, definitely. Trust me, the people I was training martial arts with were kicking my butt. So, if you saw me training martial arts, you might think differently. I I think it's important to try to logic emotional things. Yeah, you know, same. and people people do. It's what is the thing that you'll hear often when somebody's going to someplace new and they're going to try something? It's like you're never going to see these people again. Like that's just logic. That's ultimately trying to logic your way through an emotion. What I've seen, though, is for most people, it's almost like I don't. I think there's a big difference between support and approval. I think Taryn and I had a really good conversation last night. We were having some deep, some deep talks and we were talking about love languages and what fills our cup. And I said, I'm really grateful for the fact that you are you have you give me such words of affirmation about how proud you are of me. And I said, but I don't think that's as important to me as it might be to you. I'm grateful, but if those went away, I don't think it would have a drastic a drastic uh, effect on me because I'm proud of what I'm doing. And that's really, you could tell me you're proud of me all you want, but if I'm not proud of what I'm doing, then that almost doesn't matter. And she asked me an interesting question. She said, if I wasn't proud of you, would it affect you? And I was like, interesting. I, I said, I think it depends on why you weren't proud of me. Is it a character thing? So that's another interesting thing is like, you know, when it comes to something like that, you can't really logic your way out of it because logically I do want you to be proud of me, but I can't necessarily let things hinge on that. And I think that's the other thing too is I had a, uh, I have a client, we have a client at Next Level Podcast Solutions. Very, He's very wise. He's been in a leadership role and he's been a leader for a long time and he's, a, he's an expert on leadership. And one of the things he said behind the scenes with me is he said, Kev, nobody's ever right. They can, they can say you're the best in the world or they can say you're the worst in the world. They're never right. And I, the, the frame I like to have with that is when people say I'm amazing, quote unquote, I try to let that affect me as little as when they say, they say I'm not amazing. Because I appreciate that. But for me, it's like I have to feel what I feel about myself. And I think that has to be the truth. So I'll throw that in there too. But again... That's very, that's very logical. I think it's going to be quite a coincidence if what you create, oh, let's, let's do this. My, other than Alan, my best friend, Matt, I don't think he's listened to any of the show. I don't care. It's not for him. It's just, it's not for him. He should be listening to things that are going to help him in his, and I mean, there's definitely things he could take from this for sure. Yeah. Huge Jeffing. <laughs> Matt, well, if you are listening, keep listening, man. <laughs> this is but, good for you. <laughs> but for me, it's not. I don't take it personally because it's not. Yeah. That's not why I started this. I understand. It's all good. You mentioned something powerful in that, which is as I do. Often. My yeah. Well, you are the man. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Just meeting the people that there are to meet at Next Level Live made it 
worth it all on its own. Uh, everybody there is incredibly supportive. Everybody there is um, not just strong, but also vulnerable and open and also humble about how they're doing and where they're at in life, as well as where they've come from. Uh, so no, at any point, you don't feel um, intimidated or like you're lacking or like you're not as good as anybody else because everybody has been at some point where you are and everybody just wants to see each other thrive and do the best that they can. So uh, you mentioned something along the lines of, okay, so so for anyone who hasn't taken statistics, there's a bell curve, which is a normal distribution of 100 people in a room. Oh, yeah. You give one speech, some of the people are going to love it, some of the people are going to dislike it, no matter what. Now, can you be so good that you capture 70% and I only capture three or whatever? Yes. But at the end of the day, you're always going to have a polarizing effect. Some people will dislike it and disagree with it. Some people will resonate deeply. And again, I do think the closer you are to virtue, the more people will like it. But the people who maybe are living in a less virtuous place will dislike you and it. But what you said there was powerful, Kev. In other words, I need what I think to be the truth. I think at a deeper level than that, what you think is not necessarily the truth. What what the audience thinks isn't necessarily the truth. These are all perspectives. Mm. And I think the whole truth is the 360 degree view, basically taking an aggregate of everyone's perspective and then finding the 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 quote unquote truth in that. But at a deeper level that I think is more important to take out of all of that analysis is your truth is not the truth and it's important to know that but that is the truth that should guide you Hmm. in other words make sure that all the things you do and don't do are at least the result of your own conclusion because that's you taking responsibility for it so when kevin got his tattoo sleeve for example that was his choice and therefore that's what he felt called to And now you have to deal with the repercussions of whether or not that was a positive or negative choice in your own life in the context of what you value. And I think that you can learn from other people and you can take their perspectives in, and I think you should, but you have to understand, does this person actually know who I'm speaking to and why? And and I'll give uh, actually a tangible example of this. So Kevin and I went to speak in Milwaukee and there was a middle schooler who was on the news essentially sharing her story because she said podcasters came in and and inspired her to do that. And I showed Emilia that, uh, news video, uh, yesterday. And she, you know, I said, I joked and I said, I took a beating for that. (laughs) You know, I was just kidding. I didn't take a beating, but I, we gave a training that didn't go so well. The point that I'm making though, is that who do I listen to? Do I listen to the, the, the juniors and seniors who didn't like our speeches or do I listen to the middle schoolers who loved it and were super open to it and who actually changed their lives in some ways? You know, it, it all depends on, and then who do you listen to more, right? Because there were some people who didn't like Kevin and I. There are some people who loved Kevin and I. Is it worth it? That's what you got to ask. Is it worth it? And to me, that was worth it, you know? And and it, even this podcast, I have so many people who dislike me and who dislike this podcast, but the people who resonate and who change their lives and who transform, it's worth it. And if it wasn't, we wouldn't be here right now. So you're never going to get to a place where judgment doesn't affect you, but you can allow it to affect you in the right 
way and you can make sure that it doesn't stop you from your calling. It's good to know going into something too. I think the older you get, or I guess maybe the more the more familiar you get with your comfort zone and how things affect you. So I'm planning on getting my hand tattooed and I want to get the cats. Like that's, I told Taryn, I was like, when we get the cats, I was like, I want a hand tattoo. Well, she actually wanted me to get one. She's like, I think you'd look really nice with a hand tattoo. And I was like, thank you. But that's going to be painful and it's going to cost money. But after we got the cats, I was like, I really want to get a hand tattoo of the cats. Like I love the cats. They're my, they're my boys. I want to show them off. But I have had thoughts of like some people will look at look at me and automatically assume I am something. Insert whatever their perspective is. But I also know, and I know this to be certain, there are some people who will see me and automatically think, "Wait, that dude who has a full sleeve has a has cats on his hand. Like he all it's going to be the same thing. He must be some type of something. But maybe in a potentially positive way versus a negative. So I." That's kind of something I'm trying to do more and more is logic my way through emotion. And I think that's what I'll I'll end this episode with. Is that with. something that you feel called to? The cat the hand tattoo? 100%. Yeah. Well, then I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it the, if I didn't. That's the part that I want to encourage our listeners to allow to guide them. Yeah. And and this can be tricky because sometimes there's a part of Kev that like, well, Taryn's going to like it. That's guiding you. Yeah. And then you're also called to it. And would you not do it if everyone was going to suddenly hate you, quote unquote, would you not do it? That's the question. Yeah. And that's that's a philosophical question for all of us. And, and I, I think the part that you should, it's all true and it's all valid and all the judgments matter. It's just, they should not matter in equal proportion. They shouldn't. Yeah. You know, what you're, what, you, what Taryn thinks, your, what your wife thinks should not matter equally to some stranger on the internet. For sure. And unfortunately, and I see this all the time with my clients, the stranger on the internet who makes a negative comment gets more attention than the person's partner and, and that kind of thing. And I think that's human nature to some extent. But yeah, powerful episode. I enjoy it. I enjoy this. I think this was a very hyper-conscious one. I love the ones that are from like series episodes or something. I think those are these are always interesting episodes because it's, you can kind of see it happen in not real life, but on TV. And it's interesting because you can kind of sit behind the perspective and say, okay, what is that character experiencing? So I'm always well, happy we get to, excuse me. I'm sorry, sir. You go, go uh, ahead. <laughs> for the listeners. Yeah. What would you do? Yeah. If you really actually genuinely were not afraid of what anyone would think of it. In terms of. Just no, anything? no, I'm not. I'm, I'm just asking. It's a philosophical question for the listeners. Oh, listener. oh, oh. But yeah. For the audience. Too. Is there anything, this is a better question for, for you, Kev. I know we got to go. Is there anything that you would do that if, if no one were ever going to judge it negatively, is there anything more that you would do? Oh, I'm sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yes. I, do I know what it is specifically? Not off the top of my head, but I would say. I think that's I, an interesting thing to, I do too. to contemplate. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a powerful a powerful question to ask. Yeah, what would you do if no one was ever going to judge it? And at least now you know the level that which judgment is holding that back. Yeah, it's a great cool. question. Philosophical. Next level nation, April 1st, 2023. I'm getting excited about this. We are having our second annual Next Level Live. Again, in the past, we have brought on speakers and we have brought on presenters. This time, it is going to be just Next Level. So it's going to be Alan and myself on stage, but also in the audience because I want it to be something that is a very 
inclusive. I want there to be a lot of opportunity for participation because I think that's where change happens. I think if you're coming to something where you transform, it's not just you sitting there in a chair getting spoken to for however many hours. There's some some experience, experiential stuff in there too. So join us April 1st, 2023, 50 tickets. We want you to be there. Link will be in the show notes. If you've ever considered peak performance coaching, now is the time. I have some spots available. I actually had a hell of a roster for quite some time and now I actually have a little bit of space, which is great. Um, I think I'm still at like 25 plus clients. But the point that I'm making is if you feel stuck or directionless, the purpose of peak performance coaching is to decide exactly what it is that you want. Most importantly, I'm going to help you reverse engineer how to actually do it. And then the tail part of that is track your habits so that you can stay on the train tracks toward that thing. That's really what it is in a nutshell. Number one, decide what you want, exactly what you want, okay, for your future. Number two, help. I'm going to help you reverse engineer exactly how to manifest that, how to make it happen. And then number three, keep you on the rails and improve the train tracks along the way. So peak performance coaching, if you've ever considered it, please reach out to myself. You can um, actually book a free call at the link in the show notes, or you can reach out to me on WhatsApp, email, my email address is in there, or you can reach out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, any of those will work. Just say, hey, I'm interested in peak performance coaching. We'll jump on a free call. I'll, I'll run you through exactly what I do with my other clients. I'll show you the tracker, the habit tracker, and uh, we'll be off to the races. Boom. Next level nation tomorrow for episode number 1,243, I believe. How to build more trust in your relationships. So we did a meetup on this, something similar to this, and I figure... Not everybody, obviously, is able to attend the meetups because there's different time zones and work restrictions. So I figured we haven't talked about relationships in a minute on the show. So we are going to do an episode on that. As always, we love you, appreciate you, grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.